Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When we come expecting, God will pour out His Spirit. How many came expecting tonight? You know... It, it, tonight, it opens up the door for God to do some amazing things when we come with an expectation. And, and the Lord gave me a word for tonight. And, and if you was here Sunday or if you listened to our message on Sunday, um, I, I told you uh, there is a uh, process that the Lord gave me uh, that I've been praying for of, of, a, uh, of a way to pray even more. And, and I told you I would share it tonight, what, what the Lord has put on me this last month and how I'm, uh, I'm doing it. It's, it's just kind of a different way. Uh, it's not a different way of praying. It's just where you can pray throughout the, throughout the day. The Bible says, pray continually without ceasing throughout the whole day. And I, you know, when we did that prayer conference and, and I gave you the pattern of how to pray and it, and it gives you a lengthy time to pray in the mornings. And, and I'd been, I have been doing that since February of last year. And, and I was like, God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And, and so the Holy Spirit gave me this word tonight. And the title of this message tonight is entitled, Deeper Waters. Deeper Waters. Uh, you know, sometimes... We need to get into some deep waters. The Bible says, and I'm going to read the scripture, the, the Bible says deep calls unto deep. And, and I really feel that the Lord is calling us out to some deep waters tonight. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, I, I preached a message on Sunday morning entitled Revival. And, and then the Holy Spirit moved so powerfully and said, let's do a Sunday night service. And so we did a Sunday night service and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know how that was going to happen because we don't, don't normally have Sunday night services. And, and, and when we had that Sunday night service, I was like, if three people show up, I'm just going to pray for three people, I guess. But there was a lot of people that ended up showing up and God moved mightily. People rededicated their life back to the Lord and there was a move of God. Uh, you know, God wants to move in the church again. He wants to, wants to move in the church again. But He wants us to come to some deeper waters. And, and that's what uh, He challenged me. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 5 and 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, it makes us go to some deeper waters. Because we want to see uh, many things happen and if we want to see many things happen, we've got to go to some deeper waters. Uh, the Bible says, if, if I was to give you a text today, it found in Psalms chapter number 42 and verse number 5. The Bible says this, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. And then in verse 7, 
Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. You know, as we look at this scripture tonight, so many people are downcast. And, and, and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to look for. They, they're hungry for something. And so they, they find hunger and thirst in so many different ways. Whether it's in alcohol or whatever it might be. They, they search for it, but they never find the cure that they need. And God wants us to be so hungry for Him... That we are not downcast. <laughs> that he wants us so hungry for him so we're not disturbed. He wants us so hungry for him that we could have hope in him. And, and tonight the Lord is just calling us out to some deeper waters. And to get to the deeper waters, we can look at Ezekiel chapter number 47 where, where Ezekiel talks about the temple and when the temple got filled up with water, the water gushed out of the threshold of that temple onto the streets. And as it began to accumulate onto the streets, it began to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And you can hear the, uh, the prophet Ezekiel talk about this. And he says, the, the water was ankle deep. Then, if you got a little bit further, it became knee-deep. And, and then if you got a little bit further, it became waist-deep. Come on, if you look at all that, see, whenever you're just ankle-deep in the water, you're comfortable. Because you know why you're comfortable? Because you've got control. When you become knee-deep, you're still comfortable. Because you at least have a little bit of control. And when you get waist deep, you're still a little bit comfortable. Because the water can't totally consume you. Now the current can pull you in, but, but you, you, you still can stand your ground somewhat. But when you're all the way up to your neck in water, is when you got to totally trust in God. In everything... That we have everything that we do. And God wants us to the level in our life where we have to trust Him. And He's saying tonight to the church, I'm calling you to some deeper waters. I'm calling you to some deeper waters. I want you to take a step into some deeper waters. I don't want you to settle for ankle deep. I don't want you to settle for knee deep or waist deep. I want you to swim in the river that I have put before you. And just as he did that with the temple, he's given us an example of what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us just to settle for ankle deep. He, he wants us to get deeper. And that's why in Psalms he says, Deep calls unto deep. And the Lord is calling us to some deeper waters tonight. Deeper waters. Uh, whenever you're in deeper waters, I'm telling you, uh, you can be coasting around on, on, a, on a boat or on a pontoon boat. I'll never forget, I went with uh, uh, Iris and we did a youth camp up in, or a, was it a youth? Yeah, it was a youth camp up at uh, Lake Powell. In, in Utah, and, 
And, and I'll never forget, they took us out on the boat, on this pontoon boat. And this is a huge valley. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I didn't realize how deep that water was. I mean, we're trucking along and everybody's just having a good time. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, hey, how deep's the water? And somebody goes, that's about 78 feet deep. I'm like, whoa. I mean, that got my attention. <laughs> I'm looking for life preservers, you know. <laughs> I don't think I can make it to shore from here, you know. And I mean, but that's what the Lord's saying. He's saying he wants us to come to some deeper waters. Uh, one thing I found out, when you get to deeper waters, there's bigger fish. That, am I right, Donnie? Donnie's fisherman, I know. <laughs> you get to some deeper waters, and you'll find bigger fish. And, and, and the Lord's calling the church to, to some deeper waters. Why? Because revival is about to break out. And the revival will break out on deep waters. And when we're in the deep, that's when we can cast our net onto the side and bring in forth the fish that God wants for us. And I believe that God is about to cast the net upon Oklahoma City. Because Oklahoma City's in some deep waters. We're in some deep waters right now. Although it's just sprinkling right now. <laughs> but the reason why I say it's deep waters is because Oklahoma City's ready for a revival. Oklahoma City is ready. Our church is ready for revival. I, I believe revival wants to break out upon Oklahoma City. And one way that revival can break out on Oklahoma City is through prayer. Through prayer. Now, now we did that prayer conference back in June. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit gave us a pattern of how to pray. And, and so this last month, I'm just going to share this because this last month, God has done something just stirred something inside of me to stretch me a little bit and get me out of my comfort zone. Has God ever stretched you? And, and had you do something you didn't want to do? And, and so, you know, at the end of that prayer uh, conference, at the end of the uh, prayer guide, we did what is called ripple prayer. And what a ripple prayer is, the ripple prayer is after you have gone through, uh, what we went through is the, uh, the, the, the tabernacle of God. And when we got to the very end of the tabernacle of God, we come to the point of what was called the ripple prayer. And what the ripple prayer is, is the needs that you have. The prayer needs you have. Prayer needs you have for your family. Prayer needs you have for yourself. Prayer needs you have for uh, lost loved ones. Whatever those prayer needs are, we called it the ripple prayer. Because when we got to that point, the anointing of God was so powerful. Because when you go through the temple, whenever you go through the tabernacle, something happens. And, and when we went through the tabernacle, that's why we call it the ripple prayer. Because the ripple prayer means something's about to happen. 
Something is about to happen. It's kind of like you got that calm pond and, and, and you take a big old pebble and you drop it in the middle of it. What begins to happen? There becomes a ripple that begins to happen. And God, whenever we send up our prayers, God brings forth a ripple with the prayer that you have sent forth because maybe your prayer hasn't been answered yet, but the ripple effect is still in progress. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. You got loved ones that have passed on. Can I tell you something? Their prayers are still going. And they're still going. And they're still going. If you've said some prayers and you've asked God to bring forth loved ones to get saved, that prayer is still going and going and going. And the further out it gets, the higher the ripple gets. And God wants us to continually send forth the ripple prayer. And so this is what God gave me, and I, I, I hope you can catch what I'm talking about tonight. He, he gave me this, and, and I, I'm going to try to break it down for you so that you can see what God... And I'm not saying you guys have to do this, but if God puts it on your heart, I'm telling you, it's changing my life because I'm seeing results already. God's doing some amazing things already with just my personal family and or our, our families and, and, and people in our lives. But I called this the 1010 Ripple Prayer. It's called the 1010 Ripple Prayer. Now you're going to understand what I'm talking about whenever I'm talking about the 1010 Ripple Prayer. Now let me get to it so that I can, I can kind of give you an idea of what my uh, 1010 Ripple Prayer is because I took it and I wrote it all down. Uh, I even added my scriptures along with what I'm praying for. Now, I'm talking about this is my personal prayer, okay? This is my personal prayer, and, I, and I'm challenging you to do this in your own personal prayer. Uh, the 1010 Ripple Prayer is this. I have 13 prayers that I'm praying. And, and the reason why I call it the 1010 is because I start at 10 a.m. in the morning, and I finish it at 10 p.m. at night. And, and this is what the Lord put on my heart to do, is take one prayer, and this is after I've already done my prayer early in the morning, my, my, uh, 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 the prayer guide that I've been using. Uh, after I've done this, I, I'm praying these same prayers over again in my ripple prayer. What I've done is I've taken 13 prayers and I've put them before the Lord. And at 10 a.m., I pray that first prayer. And my first prayer is my personal family that I pray over. And then my second prayer happens at 11 a.m. Okay? Are you following what I'm doing? And so at 11 a.m., then I'm still praying over my personal prayer. And then at 12 a.m., or yeah, 12 p.m., I pray another prayer, and that's another personal prayer. It's just the way I've done it. Uh, and, and, and then whenever I get into uh, my fourth time at 1 p.m., I pray another prayer. And that one becomes my ministry prayer, whether it's Epicenter Church or whether it's our Breakthrough Evangelism prayer. And so what I do is, all I do is I just, I've written my prayer down, and I just pray that prayer at 1 o'clock. Okay? 
At, at 10 o'clock, I pray that prayer. I mean, it doesn't take that long. It only takes about a minute and a half to pray that prayer, okay? The Bible says, pray continually. And so I've been asking God, how can this happen? And so he gave me this formula. And so, and it's working. <laughs> and, and what I have done along with, and now each, each, uh, each hour I pray about a minute and a half prayer, okay? So you go from 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., all the way up to 10 p.m. So that's 13 prayers you pray. And what I have done is I have targeted one prayer out of all those prayers. And I pray it with all 13 of those prayers. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I making myself clear? Is that clear, Miss Andrea? Okay, I, I have all 13 of my prayers, and I've targeted one prayer. I've targeted one prayer, and I've added it to each prayer that I'm praying for 13 times. Does that make sense? Is that about as clear as mud? And so, basically, I'm praying two prayers every hour. Now, you're saying, well, how do you do it? You know, it's... It, it, it was 7 o'clock. Did you pray your prayer? Well, when I know that I'm not going to be able to pray that prayer because of a meeting, I'll pray it early. Along with the first hour. Maybe I know it's the, 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 the meeting is going to last for three hours. I take all three of those prayers and, and pray them early. And if I don't pray them early, I pray them after. And it doesn't take that much time. All you have to do. It, God just wants us to spend time for him, with Him. One of my main prayers I'm praying is for revival to break out in this city. Uh, you know, the, that's called the push prayer. Pray until something happens. That's what I have all three, 13 of these prayer requests. As I'm praying until something happens. Until I can put a check mark. Beside each one of these prayers. Can I tell you something? There's a ripple effect that is already happening in my life. Why? Because I'm just doing it by faith. I mean, Jesus didn't teach it this way. But Rick, you're the one that kind of stirred this up in me. Because you was like, God, am I always just hounding you? And so my first scripture I pray is Luke chapter number 18 and verse number 1. Where, where Jesus, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should pray and not give up. And then if you look along that parable, you'll find out Jesus talks about a, a widow woman that keeps hounding a judge. Come on, are you with me tonight? Pounding this judge until the judge, the judge is one that doesn't like people and doesn't like God. And so he's totally against everybody, but this widow woman got under his skin. And finally, the widow woman said, or the, the judge finally told the widow woman, I'm just going to go ahead and give you this, just so you won't attack me. And then Jesus says, 
And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? And so what Jesus is saying is, if you continually pray and you continually ask, just as the judge gave it to the widow woman, I'm going to release it to you. And so if you're continually praying and you're continually faithful in your prayers, things are going to change. Things are going to happen. Things are going to shift. Uh, every seat in this house already has a name on it because you spoke it, Rick. Every seat in this house. And people are going to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Why? Because there's a place in Oklahoma City that's praying for revival. And it's called the Epicenter Church. And the Epicenter Church is going to see people come from every different direction, every race, every nation, and every land. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're as excited as I am, but I'm ready to see it happen because there's a ripple effect that is about to hit this city. And people are going to come in and they're going to get saved. They're going to get healed. They're going to get delivered. And it's happening through the power of prayer. Prayer changes things, church. I mean, what have we learned here in this church? There's two times to pray. When you want to and when you don't. Yeah, you got to let it continually flow. If you need to see a miracle, start praying. If you want to see a miracle happen to a loved one that may be sick, start praying for them. I mean, if you want to see a miracle happen to that prodigal son or daughter, start praying for them. If you need a prayer for them, let me know. I got it for you. Because I pray it every single day, twice a day. I pray it for our prodigal family. Man. Not everybody's family's perfect. We've got some prodigal kids out there. Got some knucklehead family members, you know? They just need Jesus. I mean, the, the, can I just pray that prayer for you? You want to declare this prayer over your loved one right now? With man, it is impossible. I mean, your, your loved one, it may seem impossible. <laughs> they may be impossible. It may be impossible, but this is what, this is my prayer for the prodigal son and daughter. With man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. My prayer is for a household revival to break out. I pray for them that they will turn from their wicked ways. And as Scripture says in John 14, 26, you will remind them everything you said to us. Lord, remind them every word spoken over them. Remind them you have a purpose for them and that every word spoken openly and privately to them from you will come to pass in the name of Jesus remind them no matter how bad they have rejected your will for them you are the father of the prodigal son and that you will forgive them and take them back in I pray over each of them for their soul body and mind bring them back to you and may they have household revival give them a keen fear of the Lord and holiness so that they will walk very softly before you. God, you are the God of the impossible. And I prophesy over this family, over your family, for a great coming together.
Just as Ezekiel prophesied to dry bones, I prophesy and believing this family, your family, will have a family reunion, a celebration, and a great coming together in Jesus' name. I, I don't know whose family that's for tonight, but I believe there is a revival that is about to break out in your household, your family, and God's going to draw them from the north, the south, east, and the west. If they're in the Oklahoma metro area, I believe they're going to come into a church that is in revival, whether it's our church or some other church, and revival is going to break out because their soul is going to know their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I, I believe revival is going to take place and salvation is going to come to that family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But prayer changes things. It'll draw in that family member. It'll draw in that family member. There's a ripple effect and it's happening. I just need to speak this over you tonight. Your tide is about to change. The tide, the wave tide is about to change in your life. Uh, I, I like what boating people, they call it the swell, is about to happen. There's a wave that is about to happen. There's a swell that is about to swell over. It's about to, it, it, the tide is about to rise up. I, I, somebody tonight, you've got to see that deep calls unto deep. And the Lord says, the tide is about to change. The ch tide is about to shift in your life. Because God is about to pour out that ripple prayer. Whew. If you just get an agreement tonight, that ripple prayer is going to just begin to affect everybody that's around you. And the tide. You know what happens with the tide? There's an undertow. And it'll pull the people in. There's a ripple effect that's about to happen. There's a ripple effect that's about to happen to this city. There's a ripple effect that's about to happen to this church. There was three times this week... Three different people came up to me. One of them texted me and said, get ready because people are going to come into your church from the north, the south, east, and west. Every word that was spoke over all three of these people, and I trusted these, these words, they all said you do not have enough chairs in your church for the people that are about to come in. I, I, I'm just I'm just speaking this right now because God is about to take this secret that is right here on the backside of crest and going to make it a light that is going to be so bright. See, you don't need a sign to get people here. You just need the anointing. You don't need a sign to get somebody somewhere. You just need the anointing. Because there is no signs for the woman with the issue of blood. She felt the anointing and she knew the anointing was about to walk through her town. And if she could just get close enough to that anointing, she knew she could get her miracle. See, it's the anointing that draws people. 
I, I, I've seen it happen time and time again when we pastored our first church over in Okarchi. I remember praying to the north on a Wednesday night. We prayed to the north, the south, east, and west. And for some reason, when we were pointed to the east, I said, God, bring them as far as North Carolina. And I remember I went to my study, and I've shared this before. I went to my study that, that week, and all of a sudden, somebody knocks on the door. I opened it up, there's this black man, and he was sweating, he was hot. He says, I need a drink. Do you have some water? I said, yes, I do. And I brought him into the church, and I'm going back, I'm getting him a bottle of water that's cool, and I'm bringing it up to him, and I said, tell me your story. And he said, I just left my wife, and I got in the van, and I just started driving. And I, for some reason, I got pulled right into this place because I'm thirsty. And at that point, I knew he wasn't thirsty for real water. He was thirsty for the living water. And I'll never forget that day. I said, sir, do you have Jesus in your heart? He said, no, I don't. I said, do you want Jesus in your heart? He said, yes, I do. I prayed with him the prayer of salvation. I prayed for him. I, I didn't have a catcher. But the anointing of God hit him, knocked him down on the ground. He didn't get, I, I, I thought, man, he, he might have died, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he hit hard. He was a big guy. He hit hard. And, and then all of a sudden, about 15 minutes later, he finally wakes up and he goes, Wow, I, I, I feel so clean. He said, I'm, I'm going back to my wife. I, I'm going back to my wife. And I'm, I'm just like, he moved out of, the, out of the church so quick, I didn't even get any information from him at all. I was just in awe. He just took off. And so I thought, man, i got to go out there and find out where this guy, get his license plate or something. I opened up the door, and, and I looked at his license plate. It said North Carolina. And I was like, I don't even need to see any more. Because I know what God did. Because on a Wednesday night, we called them from the north, the south, east, and west. And God performed a miracle right there and before our eyes. I just want somebody to know tonight, you may have been praying. Get ready, your answers are about to come. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And God's about to turn the tides for you. Not only for you, but your whole household your whole family i this is what we've been praying here at this church for 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 a family reunions for great celebrations for great coming togethers hallelujah we've been praying that god would touch the lives of the unsaved see i i don't want people from other churches I don't. I want them. Uh, this is my prayer. God, bring them by way of the altar. God, bring them by way. If they come by other churches, I, so be it. it. It happens. But God is about to turn the tides for the church. There's a great coming together but he's saying are you willing to go to deeper waters are you willing to step out are you willing to take a step of faith just like Peter did 
whenever Jesus was out on the water. And Peter saw him out there, right in the middle of a storm, right there on the waters. And he said, Jesus, if that's you, call me out there. I know the other disciples thought, oh, Peter, you, you, you're crazy. You don't want to go out there. Haven't you ever seen the swells that are out there? I mean, they're, they're huge. The waves are just so big. And, and, and he said, Jesus, if that's you, call me out there. And what did Jesus do? He said, come, Peter. And Peter took that step of faith, began to walk on the deep waters. He began to walk. There was a ripple prayer happening. Why? Because we're still talking about the story. There's a ripple effect that happened. We're still talking about his story. And, and he walked out there and then he did what we would do. He started looking to the right, started looking to the left, and he began to sink. But Jesus, before he was totally submerged, reached down and picked him up and pulled him out of the water. I just want somebody to know tonight, God's about to turn the tides in your life. You're going to walk on water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spiritually. <laughs> Don't go out there to Lake Hefner and try it, okay? <laughs> Don't need you in the evening news. But the Bible says deep calls unto deep. Spiritually, we need to get into some deep waters. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. We need to ask God, God, what do you want to do in me? And then just start asking him. Come on, be like that widow woman. Just start asking. Start asking him. Start asking him. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.